Everybody, welcome to the Slings Two Presents episode two. Thanks for everyone, uh, everyone joining us live. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on the chat. If you have any questions, jump in. Uh, and those of you listening to us at a later date, welcome as well. Um, my guest today, Jonathan Danger Cole. John, Johnny, thanks for coming, man. Hey, man, wouldn't have it any other way, man. Yeah, no, it's great to have you here. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Johnny and I met, um, I don't know, five or six years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, somewhere around um, Yeah, and uh, we were both working at uh, Witch's Hat. Uh, he's kind of like the Witch's Hat hype man. Uh, Witch's <laughs> Hat's a brewery, by the way, um, in, here in, in, uh, in Michigan. And um, I was the grouchy bartender. Yes. Right? Yeah, Smokey that was Johnson. The, Smokey Johnson, as, as they called me uh, back then. Um, and uh, we became fast friends. We're both Star Wars nerds and beer nerds and all that jazz. So, um, uh, you know, we've kept in touch all, you know, I'm, I'm three bars past that by now, but we kept in touch <laughs> and, and uh, done all that thing. But uh, um, a couple of reasons I wanted to have John on today, because um, I know he's a lover of Detroit style pizza, which I am. I know he's a lover of movies. Indeed. And so we both got that in common. But before we get into our main topics today, um, just a quick plug. Uh, Danger, you uh, host a podcast called Draft for Upside. Tell the folks a little bit about it. Oh, gosh, man. Yeah, that's um, Draft for Upside is a is a fantasy sports podcast and web page. And uh, we have everything from. Uh, daily weekly shows to uh, full-blown like paid for premium content uh, but yeah draft for upside d-r-a-u-g-h-t as in draft beer because uh, most of us uh, the the three guys that started the show um, all worked for breweries at one time uh, one of them owned a brewery at one time so um, we, we kind of talk about beer a lot and sports and and have a good time but then we do uh, football we do golf we do uh, uh, esports man we we bet on league of legends can you believe that <laughs> you know that's <laughs> I, you know, I, I was in uh, one of your football leagues for a short time one year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I, I've been, I'm not, um, I've done a, a, a couple of fantasy football leagues. It's so much fun. It I is. mean, I know this last year has been a little crazy for it, you know, but uh, sure. um, dude, it's like, uh, what did somebody say? It's, it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. Bingo. Is that, that's pretty much it. That is and, actually uh, uh, very true. And I was uh, both of those things growing up. I was in the D&D &D clubs and also <laughs> played three sports. So it's, right. a, it's really a nice thing for me. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, yeah. No, I loved I loved it. So uh, those of you who um, are into fantasy sports, and you don't just do football. I, I saw you guys talking about golf the other day or something. Oh, yeah, man. No, we got a guy that uh, literally knows, like, every golfer on the tour and who they dated in college. And, like, it's disturbing <laughs> how much uh, he knows. Adam White who actually okay. just started a business in Ann Arbor called uh, Measured Golf, which a uh, plug for Adam, uh, which, mm -hmm. is a, which is a golf um, swing coach and um, they build you custom clubs, all kinds of great stuff. Oh, wow. So he knows his stuff there. My partner, Chris, is a uh, top uh, 25 eSports um, player on DraftKings, which is uh, oh, no fantasy, fantasy League of Legends. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're, like you're no, not even playing like the, the game. You're betting on other people playing the game. That's how sure. degenerate we've become. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he does well. And then um, we've got a couple of guys that just joined that do baseball. And okay. uh, there's a site out there called uh, fantasyfootballblueprint.com that picked up my whole group as their uh, content creator for the year. So we've been partnering with them, having sure. a great time. 
And then, of course, you know we're starting up uh, iLogic Media Network, which is uh, amateur podcasters and uh, giving away software and web space for free if, if you just want to jump in here and try this out. And, um, yeah, man, and then I got another podcast uh, premiering this week called uh, Whiskey and History. Mm. Tell me about <laughs> this, Whiskey and History. Whiskey and I mean, history. I love whiskey, and I enjoyed Hamilton. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I got a, a good buddy who's just an American war like enthusiast, history enthusiast. Okay. And every time we got together, we used, we would just drain a bottle of whiskey, and then he would just go on and on and on about the history of all these wars, which I know absolutely nothing about. Okay. And uh, we just kind of got drunk one night, and we're like, we need to do this as a podcast. And we've been joking about it for two years, but now that mm -hmm. I've uh, built this kind of thing that we're trying to launch, it, it's time. So um, we're yeah, going to start hey. with the War of 1812, probably All Monday right. or Wednesday night, and we're going to drink some what, bourbon. What, and it'll be fun. what year did that take place? Um, uh, somewhere in we'll the 1700s. We'll, yeah, check with your guy on that one. Yeah, we'll check with that. So, yeah, yeah. So stay, lots of great if stuff. You want to find out, yeah, if you want to find out when uh, what year that War of 1812 happened, tune into your podcast. Right. That's right. All right. Absolutely. So let's get into the. <laughs> Let's get into the main thing that everybody's been talking about. Everyone wants to know about Detroit-style pizza. So we're Michiganders, Detroiters. We know what it is. People who are listening outside of our little realm, it's not the – I mean, you hear about New York-style pizza, thin crust, 7 million-degree oven, foldable. Think about a guy just walking up to, like, you know – you know, Jimmy the Kneecaps, D'Amico's, you know, pizzeria. Yeah, give me two slices, and that's what it is, right? Then there's Chicago-style pizza, which is like this thick, and it's like a pie. It's not even a pizza. Casserole, man. It's a casserole. Yeah, it's a, it's a casserole. Yeah, it's a – and then Detroit-style pizza is kind of in the middle. It's a – now, there's here's the thing. There's some – I don't want to say disagreement, but there's some variations of it. But I think everyone can agree – that it is cooked in a pan. So it's a pan pizza. The pan should be rectangular and of a pretty specific size. Mm -hmm. And then it is built slightly differently than you would think a pizza should be built. It is. I, I think so. I think those are the constants. What have you found when you've started to do a little bit of research on Detroit-style pizza? Well, first and foremost, it's all about the pan. The pan's yeah. got to be right. And until sure. recently, you couldn't find the pans, the mm. actual proper pans. They just didn't exist. Right. Because um, from my understanding, um, they were actually old automotive part pans. Yeah. Um, I heard this, big free. Yeah, I heard this too. Like yeah. that was like where you put the scrap metal as you were mm -hmm. like making something, you would carry it. That was like mm -hmm. a little thing that you would just carry it to and somebody yeah. stole one. All right. <laughs> you know, and made a pizza in it. And that that was the story. Yeah, it's crazy. But the pan but I, is key. I can tell you now for like uh, 15 bucks, you can go down to like restaurant equippers in Southfield and they actually have them for sale now. They're proper, they're they're made of carbon steel. They're as awesome. it should be. Yeah, it has to be carbon awesome. steel. It can't be stainless. It can't be cast yeah. iron. The thing uh, about the steel is, is that it just um, it takes high temperature to really uh, get it rolling. And then yeah. it holds so much heat. It just makes right. that crust so crispy. Like people talk about getting the pizza stone and all these things to make their round pizzas crispy. Screw that, man. What you need is the carbon steel pan. Yeah. No. And the pan is, like you said, is key. And um, 
another thing that I think uh, we can all agree on as far as uh, Detroit sell pizza, cheese toppings, everything goes to the edge. Right. So like the cheese and you want to put a lot of oil in it too. Everything makes that really crispified, blackened, lacy cheese edge on on everything. So I think that's another point. True. You know what my secret uh, is? Ah, hit me. Butter flavored Crisco. Get out of here. I love Crisco. That's what I grease the pan with, man. They make a butter flavored Crisco. Get up. Mark that down, folks. Grace, write that down, honey. Butter, butter flavored Crisco. It's a, it's a vegetable. Short. Just write it down. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, butter flavored Crisco. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Now you, when we decided we were going to talk about this, you went around to a couple of uh, places that say that they do um, Detroit style pizza. Um, I did. And We'll bring up a couple of images that you you came up with. Uh, the the one of the ones you sent me was this joint, um, the Michigan yep, that, and Trumbull. That's a new right? guy to the game. That's a new guy to the game. So okay, new, new trendy place. They uh, they do things a little unconventionally. Uh, you have to actually special order a pepperoni only pizza from them. Their their okay. standard is pepperoni, uh, pickled chilies, and a hot honey uh, drizzled over top. Interesting. So this is what it looked like in the box. <laughs> Now let's now, be fair to these people, okay? Mm-hmm, sure. It took me an hour to get home after I ordered this. Yeah, no, I'm not going to judge on the exact. <laughs> but there's a there's going to be a couple of, as we go through these. There's going to be a couple of things that some Detroit style pizza nerds are going to notice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it yet. Uh, so there's that one, and then you went to Jets, which is like the um, it's the commercial. The commercial it's the com- it's the commercial version of. Yep. Uh, of Detroit style pizza. We've all had the Jet Square. That's right. And yep. then you went to Buddy's, which is like the original, the gold standard, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And not like, only did I go to Buddy's, Eric, because they popped up everywhere, I went to the original location and, uh, and uh, how do you pronounce it? Can it? Cannot? Can it? Can it Street? Can it? Got me, man. I don't know. I'm not a Detroiter, guys. I grew up yeah. in Tosca. So forgive my lack of uh, Detroit knowledge. Sure. But yeah, I went to the original location. It opened in, uh, I think, the late 40s. I think they got onto pizza in the early 50s as just kind okay. of, a, of a of a way to differentiate. And um, the, sure. apparently somebody worked at the auto plant, had these pans laying around, and that's kind of how mm-hmm. it became a thing. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, I also, uh, as you can see, uh, Buddies. Well, well there's, there's the Buddies thing. And uh, – I do see some sauce on top over there. All yeah, right. a little sauce on top. Yeah. And to then, be fair, all of these except for Jets had the sauce above the cheese. It was just kind of hard to see. Correct. And then uh, you hit Motor City Pizza Company, which I've not heard of. I don't know. Uh, this is totally frozen. This is a frozen product I picked up in uh, 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 Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Oh, okay. Oh, so this, this would explain the next picture then. Because uh, I right. looked at it, I'm like, I'm like, what is this, man? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now it's taken over. Yeah, I, I forgot faces. to take a picture of it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Right. That's all right. I got the last slice in there. Sure. So. No, th- and that's uh, that's cool. But uh, so that was a frozen. So how was the frozen one? Uh, it, I'll be honest. If you want to skip right to the reviews, we'll we'll go there. But um, well, so the, uh, I, I will tell you though that there's two places I wanted to go to, and Buddies is the original. Then sure. that guy sold Buddies, moved over to Louis. And opened Louis and Louis now, supposed, or, or I'm sorry, Cloverleaf. He went up to Cloverleaf. 
Okay. Um, and then uh, Cloverleaf and East Point. But when I was on my roundabout trip, East Point was just too far out of the way for the other sure. things I had to do. Sure. So I couldn't get up there. I wanted to go to Louie's, which was started by the original chef that opened the first Buddies, and also okay. takes claim at being kind of the original Detroit pizza. Uh, but they were closed on Thursday, which was sad. Yeah, that's so um, that's why it ended up being with Jets. But Motor City, man. Uh, so several people in a, in a thread when we were discussing people's favorite Detroit style pizza. It just kept coming up over and over and over again. They're like, I know it's a frozen pizza, but you got to go try it. Really? Um, yeah, it was thought? my wife's favorite of the four. No kidding. The yeah. frozen one, the frozen and it, one. And it goes what in, in the, in the three fifty oven for 20 minutes or something. Uh, like I mean, Four fifty oven for about 20 minutes. And it comes okay. in a little, um, uh, you know, oven safe square pan. Yeah, it, it looks got, like a Stouffer's lasagna pan. Essentially. It got crispy on the side, crispy on the top. Um, no it shit. definitely had that, uh, you know, when you have any kind of frozen bread product mm -hmm. um, that you have to reheat. It has that right. certain kind of sponginess and sweetness that is very indicative of like a DiGiorno pizza or right. uh, cold uh, Italian bread sticks, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's It was there, but okay. the, sauce, the sauce was sweet. The pepperoni was, was crisp. Uh, mm -hmm. It, for six ninety nine, man, it was Total a solid shit, offering. Yeah, I mean, I've I've spent you know, I, I've spent more than that on on, on lesser things for sure. sure. <laughs> and uh, so, I guess before we get into the reviews, mm -hmm. a couple things. Now, you said something about sauce. Now, so I was told that the difference between marinara sauce and pizza sauce, or uh, tomato sauce for pasta and tomato sauce for pizza, is pizza sauce is uncooked it cooks in the oven so you make a cold pizza sauce you put it on the pizza then the pizza cooks cooking the sauce that's what i've heard as opposed to a marinara sauce we cook the sauce first and then toss it with the pasta have you heard the same thing i've heard the same thing but to be honest i heard that from you oh <laughs> okay well all right cool thanks for citing your sources on that um and then the other thing, I was always told that when I looked it up and whatever, that the 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 structure of a Detroit-style pizza should be dough, toppings, cheese, sauce on top. Uh, not only and did that's you tell how me that, I make when, when I was trying to make my first one with your help, you were, uh -huh. you were very kind and, and helped me through it, um, my research showed the same thing. Yeah. Toppings and then, underneath. Yeah. But what we're seeing in all these pictures that you showed is it's cheese topping sauce, right? So cheese yeah. first, then toppings, then sauce, as opposed yeah. to toppings, cheese sauce. Yeah. I had a good heard, theory on that, though. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that everybody wants to do toppings, cheese sauce, but the customers bitch because they say, like, we ordered pepperoni. I don't see any pepperoni on this pizza. And that's why they do it that way. And if as two people who have spent 50 years combined working in the restaurant industry, absolutely can understand that answer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I get it. But like, hey, people, if you order Detroit-style pizza with pepperoni, you don't see the pepperoni, it's there, man. Just there. give them the benefit of the doubt. They know what they're doing, all right? But uh, so, yeah, I've heard that's a thing. And, you know, I had... Grace pop a one of my, I made one just for the show today, a Detroit sell pizza. I had Grace pop it in the oven for me and have her pull out. Grace, will you bring me the pizza, honey? The pizza. Yep. Thank you. 
Appreciate it. So I have made a, and you can see my pan, the carbon steel. Very proper. Did you, did you eat some? Grace, did you eat some? Unbelievable. I know it's good. I The show's going to be over in 20 minutes. You couldn't wait? There's extra sandwich. You could. All right, so here's what's left of the Detroit-style pizza. As you can see, um, you, you got the sauce stripes. You got the stripes. I have this, I, I, I'm a fan of the stripe sauce. It's fine, Grace. Just grab me a beer or something. Um, yeah, so I'm a fan of putting the stripes, the racing stripes, on the on the pizza. Um, is that what you do, too? Um, you know, I tried, but um, I, I have some picky, uh, you know, uh, four- and seven-year-old eaters around here. Yeah, and, kids. Uh, kids uh, kids are like angry uh, restaurant um, it's people. True story, who, man. One, wonder where the uh where the, where the pepperoni is 90 percent of my job as the uh, stay-at-home dad at the moment thanks covid um mm -hmm. is uh keeping the peace between the children and if uh, putting <laughs> the sauce under the cheese keeps the peace at dinner then who am i to argue right yeah no you're right exactly if you uh if you got to do what you got to do i got to do it completely so do it. they got really mad because they couldn't see the cheese they love the cheese right no i hear you um you yep. all right <laughs> Let's, you know what, let's, um, let's jump into your, oh, I was going to bring up dough. Have you found anything that's specific about Detroit pizza dough? So it, it's, it's a lot lighter than you think. Uh, okay. The, most, the problem with the dough, and, and here's the biggest problem is, is when I went around and got these pizzas, I live in Howell. Okay. Uh, it, it's not exactly Detroit. So I right. drove to Detroit round trip picked up three pies and a frozen pie and came home. So sadly they sat for a while. It'd be probably different if I stopped and had a, a beer and a slice at each spot. Sure. But, sure. Um, there's a couple of things, a good Detroit style pizza, even though it's, you know, thick crust, right? Right. I don't know how you make it. You, you gave me a recipe once and it was yeah. super light and bubbly. Yeah. I think it should be bubbly. Light, yeah. And, I think uh, I, that, that was like a 24 hour rest to get it to do that. Right. Yeah. I like, um, to me, it is should be more bready than um, it, it, like lots of bubbles in the bread. Um, For sure, Italian bread as opposed to baguette, as far as like the size of the of the grain of the inside right. of the dough. So yeah, I guess that'd be the the best way. Agree. Um, so and, the only issue is is if you wait too long. So like the the first picture you showed, Michigan and Trumbull, mm. fantastic. But the problem was is there's the, their particular cheese blend was so heavy. That by the time I got it home, it kind of squished the crust down. So it was super oh. dense along the center. So okay. the edge pieces in the crust area was freaking phenomenal. But as okay. you got, you know, the closer to the center of the pie, it was just super dense. So I think a lot of people look at it and they think like kind of more like a Chicago style where they think it's going to be this thick, dense heaviness, but it really yeah. isn't. Go have a no. buddy, go have a buddy slice, man. That thing is like lighter than air when you pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people think like, oh, that sounds that's going to be a heavy. No, it's actually not. It's a square pizza. It's thicker, but it's not heavier. Like and you I'll said, tell you, and I think they get that because Jets, though I, I love Jets, and it's a staple mm -hmm. around here for our takeout. Sure. Uh, it, it's it's a much heavier dough than the classics. When you it go is. to Louis, when you go to uh, Cloverleaf, when you go to Buddy's, it's a much lighter, airier, crispy crust. Well, I think it's because Jets probably uses the same dough for their hand tossed 
probably which which should be a, a um a thicker dough because it's rolled out thinner i mean you know like it needs to be Most more likely. dense more dense dough anyway mm-hmm. all right johnny you have some reviews you got some stuff going on you got all some right, rankings yeah. all right uh, hit me you know i uh had thick greasy hands and didn't want to ruin any paper so i took them you know proper wrote notes it, uh, wrote it on the buddy's box that's wrote fantastic. It on the buddy's box is great <laughs> um so we'll start with that uh, the, the motor city the frozen one man um so that was my wife's favorite okay. um and uh, the kids liked it second best um, okay the sauce was probably the sweetest sweetest um, okay yeah, probably this the most sugary sauce, and that might have to do with the the dough too. When you have those prefabricated frozen doughs, mm-hmm. I think part of that is you have to put the extra sugar in it. Um, I I don't really know why all frozen pizza stuff tastes very sweet to me. <laughs> I think it helps with the uh, crispification of mm-hmm. the edges, and it helps speed up the cooking. For sure, that, that's um, what, that's my guess on why that is. Yeah, I, obviously the price was banging. I mean, six ninety nine uh, for know. a typical small pizza, really tasty. Um, yeah, especially uh, being frozen. I mean, a blue DiGiorno or or any a Tombstone, all of them. Screw all those. Just buy Motor City, and it's a oh, Michigan product. Yeah, and six ninety nine. I've spent that on a a bag of jerky the size of this Zippo lighter. Yeah, for exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah six ninety nine. You kidding me? All right, yeah. yeah. It, right. it was quick. It was fast. It was easy. Uh, the pepperoni was a little bland, but I think it was just because it's, you know, run of the mill, cheap pepperoni. Um, it's sure. all right. Um, jets, uh, my my two youngest, they like the Jets the most, um, but probably because it's familiar because I bring it home a lot. Yeah, um, it's like a warm handshake, man. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a hug. But I'll tell you, I don't know what cheese blend they use, but it was my favorite cheese of all oh. of them. It was the cheese blend in Jets was my favorite. Um, but they're so heavily greasy and oily. They are by far the greasiest, filthiest pizza of the four. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great for like some beers and some women, but not with right. with, with pizza. All right. Gotcha. Good. But, uh, I do like they they have kind of a particular bold flavor of pepperoni that they use. And I do okay. enjoy that as well. Um, sure. Buddies, Buddies was my favorite. I liked mm-hmm. Buddies the most. Um, Buddies is the only one that like... Uh, sprinkled like seasoning it had like oregano and, and different seasoning sprinkled yeah. over top which is what i like to do that too i yeah i, I like to do a little little Super good. Magic. yeah my kids said it was too spicy mm-hmm. you know it had a little bit of red pepper flake a little you know oregano a few things on yeah there. i mean but it was one, so light. i mean it was like literally picking up a feather it didn't weigh okay. anything it was so crispy and bubbly it was great um, I really want to try Michigan and Trumbull Fresh. And people, when I was researching, said, don't buy this to go. Don't take it home. Eat it there. It's a different animal. And okay. I agree. And I think it was because the, the cheese they use is so dense and thick, which a lot of people right. like. Uh, sure. But by the time an hour had passed and I got it home, it had literally squished the dough. That's, um, yeah, that's because I, I guess a lot of people uh, traditionally use uh, brick cheese, which is like a Wisconsin thing, which is kind of like a mix between like white cheddar and mozzarella essentially mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really um high fat cheese mm-hmm. so it's a heavy cheese so For sure. uh, i guess traditionally that's the the cheese yeah. one would use all right but i'll so, tell you their but their pepperoni and their sauce was hands down the best so at uh, michigan and trumbull that one michigan and trumbull i loved it and i want to go back and try this uh, pickled green chili and then they i did take a side of their honey home they have like a honey that a, a really thin light honey just slightly drizzled over across it. And I've had that before at a pizza place. That's kind of the hot new craze, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one I had before was a uh, chili pepper oil infused into the honey or blended okay. with. All Unbelievably right. good. Just a little drizzle over top of your pepperoni pizza. Will blow your mind. Try it it's out. Like a, like a hot, sweet thing kind of happening. Exactly. I dig it. All right. So that's it. If you're going to pick one, 
pick one. Send 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 our Slinkstitute uh, our Slinkophiles out to one of those. Uh, not counting the the frozen one. Uh, I think you got to go to original buddies. I think, I think so. Too. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Even if you hit one of the uh, satellite buddies, uh, I think there's still one in Novi. There's, you know, whatever. Um, I've never had a bad pizza there. Tell ah, the truth. Good stuff. Yeah, Love most it. definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Thanks for doing all this research, man. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, yeah, just just. Oh, just make next time let's do burgers and fries or something, huh? Oh, I know, uh, dude. We could do, I could do two hours just on sliders, you know, that's tell you the truth. All right. So the other thing we were gonna bring up today, sticking with the Detroit theme, is one of the more famous Detroit movies, Robocop. Seriously, in my top um top ten favorite movies. Where is it ranked oh, for you? Uh, you know, it's been such a long time since I've saw it. Um mm-hmm. But um, I know you've been watching my Facebook feed. My 16-year-old and I have been going through some classics. Sure. Yeah, you have. And, and I'm telling you, man, um, not only is it a great action flick, not only is it funny watching a 15, 16-year-old kid look over at you at, at some of the, the dirty, sexy, and violent parts and sure. uh, look to see if it's okay if he laughs and reacts, you know, because yeah. he's, he's a pretty wholesome kid. And uh, yeah, believe yeah. it or not, I'm a pretty wholesome dad. So uh, we, uh, we, we shelter him maybe a little too much, but... Um, watching him grow up and turn into the kid that he is, and then uh, seeing if it's okay to uh, you know laugh at dirty, funny things was highly entertaining. So Good. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, wherever it ranked before, it's much higher now. Yeah, you know what? That. To me, it is, and I have it. It is to me, it's a perfect movie. And I say this, and my criteria for this is: Does it accomplish what it sets out to do? And if if that's the criteria, then I think it does it. It it's it, it wants to be action, it wants to be comedy, is a huge satire like thing going on with it. Huge. There's heart to it. Um it it clicks every box as far as I'm concerned. And I'm and, telling you, they really embrace that satire in number two. Oh, absolutely. And that's <laughs> all the director, for those of you who don't know, is Paul Verhoeven, and this was his first uh, American production. He had done some stuff um, in the Netherlands, uh, Flesh and Blood came to America, but RoboCop was his first thing, and he loves that satire, sideways thing. He Other movies he's done, um, another one of my top 20, Starship Troopers is his. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Total Recall. Uh, he did Basic Instinct. Um, I'm gonna cross my legs slowly. You can't say it. <laughs> Starship Troopers is still one of my top three favorite sci-fi movies of all. Yeah, time. absolutely. And again, it has that satire um, element to it. You know, where the the news things and the like anti-fascism and all that kind of stuff is happening. Um, so RoboCop clicks all the boxes to me. Um, you have a was, Facebook comment over here. I will say that uh, uh, very. Uh, uh, you know, political climate today, uh, accurate. And it's, uh, it's something I was going to say. It's a, it's a very honest look at, and I think they were trying to be satirical, but I think they really kind of nailed the inside of corporate greed. And if it's taken oh. to the next level and allowed to become, uh, you know, law and order. Yeah. For profit. It, it's, so. it's one of those movies that I don't know if it gets better with age, but it doesn't diminish. Right. It, it stays relevant. I mean, it's um, and uh, so you have Paul Verhoeven is, is directing. Uh, you get Peter Weller as RoboCop and he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. But part of the reason they cast him is because he's super thin. He's skinny. 
So if once you put Rob Botine, who was the uh, special effects guy who who made the armor and stuff, once you put the armor on him, if it was a normal size guy, he looked like the Incredible Hulk. But sure. he's so slight that once you put the armor on him, he still looks like a normal guy. Which I yeah, thought the was Anthony Daniels theory. Yes, yeah, Anthony. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Same reason that Anthony Daniels got to be C three PO is because uh, he was super skinny, and you know, Peter Mayhew is you know eight feet tall. That's Huge. why. He was yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I mean, it was stunt casting, and don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, Peter Weller's a, a great actor. Um, I, I've seen him in, in lots of stuff where he's really good. But like, I lo- plus he has the cheekbones and the jawline. That I mean, he's acting in this amount of space. <laughs> You know, for the whole movie, you know, like Brilliant. so um, he does a great job with that. The soundtrack of this film is super good. Uh, it was um, composed by a guy named. Uh, I'm saying this right. Basil Poladaris, who did um, a couple of things, a couple other things. He did uh, the theme for like Conan the Barbarian. And uh, he has this very masculine style and that theme song that like you get amped into that, which I think is great. Um, totally quotable. Bitches leave dead or alive. You're coming with me. All that stuff. I mean, I'd like buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when it came out in '87, um, me and my friends probably, you know, saw it on HBO or on videotape, you know, because we weren't allowed to go to the movies, you know, because we were too young in '87 to see an R-rated movie. But uh, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Was part of our vernacular. I mean, oh, dude, my four and seven year old are walking around the house saying that now because <laughs> me, me and my sixteen year old have been uh, quoting it for like two weeks now. Yeah, it's a totally quotable. Um, I like it, the. F- I'm sorry, I can't see the names. It just says Facebook user in our chat. I know so it, it, that. It, it, it bothers me too. Uh, yeah, uh, what see- what they have to do is they have to um, uh, open up this on Restream first and uh, give their data rights to Restream, so it'll put their name on there. That's it's oh, okay. it's a long technical thing. I'll go over with you another time. Yeah, we'll talk about it then. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone said Doug Jones is like that, too, as far as being stunt casting. He's the really thin guy who was uh, uh, most recently in uh, The Shape of Water. He was the uh, the merman guy. Um, oh, it's me, uh, Sarah, Sarah Wagner. Yeah. Hey, Sarah. Uh, hi, Sarah. Uh, yeah, can you fly, Bobby? That's another line from <laughs> another great thing. And uh, I'm actually wearing my RoboCop shirt today. I'm going to see if I can get it in camera. If I can not step on my headphones. All right. Yeah. Um, remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick? Yeah, another great scene. Another great scene. Another awesome scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, off topic a little bit, but I don't know if you saw the meme getting passed around um, after. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for RoboCop. Just, just mute this for Mandalorian real quick. Just oh yeah, mute sure. it. Muted if you don't want to hear Mandalorian. It's not really a thing. So everybody knows at some point Boba Fett comes back into into the into the game, right? Sure. And uh, somebody had made mention of if you look at his armor, it's got all the dinks and and dings and things on it, right? From his time, there's yeah. a very clear bullet divot mm-hmm. right in his crotch. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this. So yeah, I saw a meme come up when I was talking about RoboCop. Somebody sent me a meme of um Boba Fett and uh, the guy from RoboCop both with a you know hole yeah. in the dick. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's great. No, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. 
Yeah. That's good. Pretty funny. Well, yeah. No. So yeah. For those of you who um, haven't seen RoboCop or haven't seen it in a while, um, go. I think, I think, yeah, both of us recommend checking turn, it out. Turn us off right now. Just go. It's on Amazon prime for free. Just, yeah, just go. Sure. Or if, if you're hot and single, come on over. I can, I have it on Blu-ray private screening. Yeah. Private screening. Um, and then, you know, RoboCop 2 was pretty good, too. Oh, my gosh. So I have one complaint. Well, not necessarily a complaint, but mm. uh, I did notice something. And I think that um, I think that they skimped on um, bringing in like a veteran or a firearms expert to talk uh, about how to do action shots with these guys. Because I noticed watching RoboCop 2 last night that even uh, Kane's massive mech warrior at one point there's a common theme. I'm going to back up a little bit so you can see. Mm. There's a common theme when RoboCop's got his gun out shooting, and even the Mech Warrior in two did it. Oh, that hand back. What is yeah. up with that? What is yeah. up with that? Nobody shoots yeah. like that. Yeah, I yeah, I wonder if that was like an artistic choice or yeah, or maybe it just the, the the way his costume fit. That if he did this, it made his other arm kind of funny go up, and so maybe. he just did this. Yeah, and maybe. then uh, there's an inordinate amount of time with RoboCop with his pinky out. He's very very fancy. Really? Yeah. You know, Watch RoboCop too, and and I think that they exaggerated it. But every time he's walking, he walks like this with his fingers spread apart like this for no apparent I, reason. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. You know, yeah. RoboCop two was written by uh, Frank <laughs> Miller. Yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah, as a comic awesome. book artist, yeah, who did the Dark Knight Returns. He also wrote yeah. Sin City, and and yeah. he's a he's a crazy person. And I guess they had to like tone the film down because his script was too nuts. Yeah, and way out of control. You, yeah, and if you've seen RoboCop too, it's already nuts. Like it's, it's like the, the city is run by like a drug dealer, eleven year old, and it just yeah. it's over it's the yeah, it's over the top. It's over the top. Yeah, the uh, little yeah. league baseball team uh, rioting and ramsacking stores. Yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 and to think that they had to like it, it was at an eleven and they took it back to a six and that's still what we got, which is yeah. which just just crazy. Insanity. Yeah. All right, listen. Um yeah, we're at about a half hour. Let's uh let's start wrapping it up here. Let's do our eat, drink, and be merry portion of the show because this uh podcast video stream inspired by the in eat drink and be merry uh facebook page if you guys are yeah join it uh we talk about music movies food and drink and nothing else um nothing else. nope that's all we that, that it's an escape it's an escape page it's uh it. like it's like a spa it's a hot tub of facebook i love for, it for sure well, I think so what you do you already know you, yeah what so what do you besides detroit style pizza right. what do you what do you what are you eating lately or what I looks mean, good I, or what do you want to get there I should have sent you a picture for you could share, but you can go find me, Jonathan Danger Cole, on Facebook and take a, you know, uh, you're going to have to scroll through a lot of political crap. I'm sorry. Disclosure. <laughs> if you go to my sure. page, you're going to see some things. Yeah, there's um, going to be some stuff, folks. It's going to be some I'm stuff. Pretty raging liberal, and I apologize in advance. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, um, I think that you will see I, I got a new toy for Christmas. Yes, I saw this, and I am oh, yeah. so goddamn jealous, you son of a bitch. I've got a uh, uh, like 27 by 31 inch um, full blown uh, like quarter inch thick carbon steel whole stove griddle. It, it, is, fits, it fits over the top of all the burners and the everything, and it becomes like a diner flat top. And it's amazing. And I have been basically um, uh, using it almost every day. I've gained 10 pounds since Christmas. And, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. It, you know, that's the only thing um, 
keeping me from getting one because it wasn't in the grand scheme of things. It's it when I looked it up when you sent me the link. It, I think it's only like 180 bucks or something. Like oh, that. it's like 130 if you just want or, the thing. It, or it's yeah, 180 if you wanted all the the um, uh, spatulas and stuff. Sure, or whatever it was. So I'm like, that's not. I love that it. Crazy, Dude, and I'm, I'm like, telling you, I cook breakfast on it every hmm. weekend. And I saw I've, that. I, I, I saw like eggs and bacon and everything yeah. is all in the same thing. I cook like twelve pancakes at once. It's amazing. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I had I had eggs on one side. You know, I'll tell you though, man. Uh, so I've been using it every day, and even fresh out of the box, I take like six eggs, whip it up in a bowl, pour it on it hot. Mm. It doesn't even stick, man. It rolls right off. You can just push really? it around. It's the weirdest did, thing. Did you have it. to season it at all, or was it? Fine uh, yeah, I did. Just like you would a cast iron pan. You got to okay. break it out. You got to rub it down with oil. You got to heat it up. You got to cool it down. Rub it down with oil. Heat it up. Cool it down. Mm. It, it's incredible. I love it. I've done uh, Philly cheese steaks. I've done uh, hibachi. Uh, we did flat iron the other day. Um, oh. Yeah, you name it. And then last, I, I don't know if you remember last Christmas. I got a special wok cradle for my turbo burner yeah, and a, a hammered wok. So mm. I use that a lot too. So it's not necessarily what I've been eating. It's what I've been cooking on. Sure. So Grace, again, let's make a note of that uh, griddle thing. All right. Write it down. It's on the face. Just write it down. Just so I remember. Yes, you can. You can have the rest of the pizza. That part's over. Thank thank. Yeah, just we'll talk. We'll talk. Sorry about that, Grace. Good, good heart. Good, right. good help, man. So what are you drinking lately? So I'll be I'll be brutally honest, man. Um, uh, since I have been uh, on on uh, temporary furlough, uh, I, I kind of quit drinking. So um, I haven't been drinking a lot. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I have a beer with you right now, and I do I do have a beer on my podcast. But um, I uh, I've been exploring non-alcoholic beers, dude. And I will tell you, there's a lot of good product out there and people that are sloughing it off are wrong. Okay. Um, there's some really good stuff out there, especially if you go see my boy, Ashley price at holiday market in Royal Oak, he's got the world's greatest selection. Um, there is a whole bunch of things that um, are, are coming out and are tasty and uh, they have everything from like fruited sours to IPAs to coffee stouts, all non-alcoholic. That's crazy because, it, you know, normally somebody would say that to me, but I trust you and your beer knowledge because that's your beer. That's what you do. That's your job. So coming from Johnny Danger Cole, if he says this non-alcoholic beer is good, that's right. That's who you want to. That's who you yep. want to trust on this one. I want I'm you to go find Well Being Brewing Company. Well Being. Well Being Brewing Company. Write that down, Grace. Yep. They have okay. a, a amber ale and an IPA that you wouldn't be able to tell they were not alcoholic if I didn't tell you. Okay. Um, and I want you to go to Brew Dog, which I just went down to their brewery hotel for my birthday with my wife, and uh, was amazing. Well, uh, they right. have an entire yeah, they have an entire series called AF, so Stout AF, IPA AF, okay, <laughs> uh, alcohol free. Um, their stout, is that what it stands for? Yeah, their their stout is um, uh, like has like a, a cup of coffee worth of caffeine in it because mm. it's blended with cold pressed coffee. Okay. It's amazing. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there, so go check them out. Yeah, Untitled Art actually um, it makes a, a, a sour like Berliner Weiss fruited non-alcoholics, which are amazing. That's crazy because, I mean, when you think of non-alcoholic beer, you think mm -hmm. of like Duels or Caliber or whatever. For sure. No, just, man, skip all that. There's yeah. craft ones out there. Um, uh, Self-plug for the brewery. My my uh, The brewery owner just texted me yesterday and said they were going to experiment with a non-alcoholic beer, so that's awesome. Uh, oh. My good buddy, Eric Elliott, who uh, owns Reputation, 
uh, beverage company, uh, mainly kombucha and tea and a coffee company out of um, DeWitt, Michigan, uh, North okay. Lansing, uh, is coming out with non-alcoholic series. So there's some Michigan-grown product coming too. That's awesome. Hey, you heard it here, folks. Uh, that's that's the place to be. Uh, Music-wise, what are you listening to? I, I know you're going to be disappointed in me, man. Uh, I, I like music, but I am not an audiophile. So um, basically my entire Pandora, Spotify collection of music has... Uh, never really left um, Stone Temple Pilots and uh, Chris Cornell Radio in the last 20 years. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, trust me, like when I uh, hit my thing, uh, it always just goes to Prince, Tom Waits, and Steely Dan over and over again unless, I, go. unless I change it. so Yeah, no. this last like month I've been addicted to um, uh, Chris Cornell Unplugged. So. Yeah, no, his uh, version of Billie Jean uh, uh, gives me chills uh, for sure. Yeah. So. All right, sad, Zan. sad day when that man passed away in Detroit. Sad yeah, day. absolutely. Yeah, it was his last show. Um, and then uh, besides RoboCop and RoboCop 2, what are you watching? So uh, my kid and I are uh, trudging through a chronological order of every Star Wars property, including cartoons and Lego and uh, all that. So, uh, oh, so Clone Wars, Rebels, yep. uh, Ewok so Adventure, Holiday Special. The whole work. So right now we're on uh, season four of Rebels. So that's been going okay. well. Um, and then, of course, I'm taking him down memory lane. So we watched Airplane, uh, The Jerk, awesome. uh, Ro RoboCop. Um, I'll take your suggestion for the next one. Uh, what, what do you think we should go? I've been thinking Blazing Saddles. Um, oh, so do you want to stay comedy or do you want to go action? Or No, these, you know, along those classic like 80s, 70s themes. Classic movies I know that a 16-year-old's never even thought of or heard of. I'm, sh I'm assuming, just because I know you, uh, we've already done all the Indiana Jones movies. Um, yes. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, how about the Rocky movies? Mm, we have not watched. Uh, he watched Rocky with his, um, stepfather. So let's so. do, I want to say, do this arc for me. Okay. Do, do Rocky one, okay. Rocky two, uh -huh. and then Rocky six, which is called Rocky Balboa. Right. Skip three, four, and five for now. Okay. Does that is the perfect um, character arc for that character in three, four and five is essentially a different character. Yeah. Do for the sure. rock. And roll. Somebody said young Frankenstein. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, he really likes Mel Brooks because we have watched um, the, the um, history of time and we have watched um, Spaceballs, of course. Mm -hmm. Spaceballs, so yeah, right. I mean, young Frankenstein and um, blazing saddles are high on my list. Yeah. Those are definitely, I, I put those in there uh, for sure. Um, Princess Bride, a classic. Oh, man. He he was like falling off the couch laughing at the jerk during the scene where he says he's he's mad at the cans. He's shooting the cans. Get away from the cans. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the OptiGrab is that what it was called? Yeah. Oh yeah. Haven't so good. Uh, the chat room seems to have Young Frankenstein as yeah, their consensus. Yeah, Young Frankenstein, and then um, I will go ahead and say if, if you guys haven't seen Jaws in a long time, it's worth a rewatch. Uh, I just oh, watched. Yeah the other day and uh it, again another movie that holds up fantastic performances uh mm -hmm. early Spielberg. so John, hey, uh, one, one last thing sure what i'm excited about I, I meant to mention when we're going through star wars so when rebels ends you go to um uh rogue one which i think sure. is outstanding movie and yeah, then totally, uh, totally underrated yeah. yeah and then you get to go to four five six of course 
So I just got in the mail as part of my birthday present to myself. I found somebody who had translated the unaltered, unspecialed editions of the original Star Wars theatrical release onto Blu-ray and upgraded the uh, HD, the HD output on it. So you got to send me a link after this is over, so I can find out how to get this. Right? Holy moly, Johnny! Yeah, because I have them on VHS, but they're kind of janky. <laughs> It's it's VHS, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I found somebody to put them on Blu-ray, which is good oh. because I can actually use it on just you know my my entertainment system, and I don't have to go in the basement and find the VCR and. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about this. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to need that for sure. All right, Johnny Danger Cole. Uh, thanks for coming today. I appreciate it. Uh, a little bit long, but hey, we had a good time. Like I was. Before before we started, folks, I was like, in case we run out of stuff to talk about, I got a couple of backup plans. And Johnny was like, we're not going to run out of anything to talk about. <laughs> and you were 100% right. And uh, all right, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Where can folks find you? Where's uh hit, hit hit some links for me? Do some plugs. All right, buddy. Uh, check out please on Facebook, and the webpage will be dropping shortly. iLogicMedia.com, please or iLogicMediaNetwork.com. Not iLogic Media, no network. iLogicMedia.com, um, and then find me on Facebook for our sports stuff. Uh, draft for Upside, D R A U G H T, like draft beer. Draft for Upside for all your fantasy sports needs. Awesome. Thank you again, brother. Thanks for everybody for showing up today. I appreciate it. Those in the chat, sorry we didn't get your questions, but uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Next week, I have uh, punk rock chef uh, Brandon Kunick's going to be joining me, uh, talking about the restaurant biz and uh, some of his uh, special uh, punk rock recipes. We're going to go that way next Sunday at 3. Johnny Cole, everybody, Grace, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks.